News Talk 760 WJR. Custom built for Detroit. It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight with Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, yes. I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Oh, happy Saturday to you. Week two, college football. And um, look, I want to start with the Spartans. All right. I I had a a concerned Spartan fan call me today after the game. And he said, look, I'm still a little worried about this team. And we were talking, and I and I think that a little bit of his concerns are unfounded. Some of them are legitimate. Uh, but I think that what we saw today, especially from the, the, the progress that was made from week one to week two, I thought Peyton Thorne did a nice job, especially throwing the ball down the field. I thought he, he hit, uh, heck, Jaden Reed a couple of times deep, and they were just... Perfect passes. Perfect pass. Should have had another one in the end zone. Deep, deep pass, and he's just dropping him into the bucket. It's impressive. It's impressive for a guy who has very few starts under his belt. Uh, his second start uh, this season, obviously. First start at Michigan uh, at, uh, at Spartan Stadium. I thought Peyton Thorne played a nice game. Played a nice game. I think the offense is tuned up pretty good. Now, they're playing a little bit of musical chairs on the offensive line. That can be tough, obviously. They're still trying to figure out what exact combination they like. Part of that, guys were getting banged up a little bit, and so they were, they were you know, making moves. But I think the offense is, is I think the offense is well far ahead than I thought they'd be at this point. And of course, uh, y- y- you look at, the way Kenny Walker runs. I mean, he's a bully when he runs the football. And so you didn't see a lot of him today, but you didn't need to. All right. You're playing against Youngstown state. All right. So I, I look, I Spartan fans back in Spartan stadium. And you get, you, you leave there with a resounding win. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But let's just, and this is where I kind of told my buddy. I said, I, I think that this defense, there are, I don't, I, I don't fear this defense. This defense, I think there are, I mean, actually, I'll tell you, I think this defense has some of the same issues that Michigan's defense has. Like, I don't think that they have enough up front to where they're going to cause a lot of disruptions. And I know they play a, they play a, a, a four, two, three defense now. Meaning you got four D linemen, you got two linebackers, and you've got and you've got four DBs. And so it's a it's a little bit different, but you get a lot more action from your 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 secondary, and it allows some of the the the, the guys in the front seven to just get after it a little bit. But this defense, make no mistake, is not 
the 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 vintage Spartan defenses of of yesteryear. And maybe they will be. But I I think you got to look at the two opponents that they've played to start this season. And I think you need to start, you know, just being prepared. And and hopefully they progress to a a place where it won't really matter. But they've got some nice pieces on that side of the ball, too. You know, when, when I looked at this game, when I watched this game, I thought Peyton Thorne played well. I thought some of his shorter intermittent passes were a little off the mark. I thought he had a couple of guys open and he just missed them. Had a little problem on the run. Uh, but that's that's... That, that will come with time. So for me, when I'm talking to my guy, I'm like, look, it's all right. Pump the brakes. Everything is going to be okay. That, uh, Mel Tucker has this thing rolling far, far smoother than I thought he would at this point. So you got to give it up to Coach Tuck. Again, I think a lot of the problems with the Spartans lie on the defensive side of the ball. And, and that is just going to be something where you've got roster turnover of nearly, what was it, damn near 50% of this roster is brand new. I mean, my goodness. You got to give them a little bit of time to gel. You got to give them a little time to to, to figure out how to work together in game situations. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't worry about the Spartans. I actually think they're in a much better spot now than I thought they'd be preseason. I do. And I think that they're only going to get better. I think they're going to play. I think the football, the the brand of football that they play, and and you got to give Mel Tucker a lot of credit here, because the way that they play, the way that they, the way that they rally, the way that they, I don't know. It's it's the it's the foundational building that's happening. That's Mel Tucker. That's the Mel Tucker effect. So you got you got to give it to him because that's good stuff. Mel Tucker has these guys dialed in, and I think that's cool. So with all that being said, now you look to next week. Now you got to take your you got to take a, a road trip down to Miami. Miami got bullied around last week. Hey, hey Jason, do me a favor. I, I didn't see the Miami uh, score this week uh, today. Uh, have they even played yet? I should probably have looked this up. Let me look it up. Um, they got bullied in week one and against Alabama, which shocker. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're playing tonight uh, at home against Appy State. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a seven o'clock. Six. So they haven't played today. Uh, so they got a seven o'clock kick tonight against uh, Appalachian State. And so, uh, okay. So they'll, they'll go one and uh, they'll be one and one by the time next week rolls around. Um. I think that'll be kind of the, the Spartans' first test. Like, I don't think Miami's any good. I don't think they're going to make any noise in the ACC. But that'll be a, a, a pretty nice road game for them to uh, to get involved with. I think that's a nice kind of uh, transition into uh, once you get into your, you know, your, well, not really, because Michigan State plays in Nebraska, who stinks. And then you got Western Kentucky, and then you get into your big, big, big ten slate, and then you go Rutgers and Indiana. I mean, this team could be undefeated going into the Michigan game. But I think the Miami game next week is the one you got to watch. Miami next week, it will will be one of their 
it'll be their first test on the road against a, a decent team. Decent. You know, I, I look at the two opponents the Spartans have played, and they both stunk. I mean, heck, you look at Youngstown State, 26th ranked offense in the FCS, and they're the 85th defense in the FCS. I mean, I, okay. I, I'm not surprised that the Spartans pop them for 40 plus. So, with all that being said, just pump the brakes, Spartans. I know there are a couple of you out there that are still, I know, you want this thing to get back on track. I think it's going to. I really do. So, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how next week goes because next week will be their real first test. All right, coming up next, obviously, today being not remembering the last 20 years and obviously the, the horrific events 20 years ago today. And I want to talk about what sports means in, in tragedies like that because they play an important role. Yes, we can sit here and knock around players and nitpick everything that they do, but sports holds an important part in our community. So we'll talk about that coming up next here on Sports Wrap. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. You know, it being 9-11 and and obviously uh, you know, watching all of the ceremonies this morning, I mean, it's just it's just um, it, it's still so incredibly heart-wrenching, um, you know, hearing these families, uh, you know, saying their names out loud and, um, you know, I mean, I, I was emotional this morning watching the coverage. It was, it was something. Um, but look, I, I think when we start looking at history, when we start looking, and I'm not even going to go deep into history, but when we start looking at the, the way that teams, the way that organizations, the way that athletics, the way that sports can play and impact our society, both good and bad, but in this case, good. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. I mean, you know, J- Jason, look, I, I know you're uh, and Jason Fissler with us this evening. I, you're obviously a big sports guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and when you look at, you know, and I'll, let's let's start with this. How about you go down to um, New Orleans and you saw what what the Saints did during Hurricane Katrina, right. turning the uh, the uh, their their facilities, their stadium into a staging area uh, for people to come and and stay. And, you know, while they picked up the pieces of their lives and then you, you, you then remember back to 2001. Right after 9-11 happened, uh, the very similar things were happening uh, with the Mets. Uh, They turned their whole area uh, into uh, a staging area at Chase Stadium. And when sports finally got back into the mix, when sports finally started, um, you know, resuming, because everything was came to a, a grinding halt. But when everything started coming back, it was there was um, there was a sense of relief, like there was a little bit of weight off our shoulders, I felt. And I know a lot of people say, look, this is just sports. It's just sports. It's just sports. And yes, it is. It's just sports. 
And sports is supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to, you know, I, when I, whenever I go to a game, whenever I'm watching a game, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about what's going on in politics. I'm not worried about what's going on uh, here or there. I, I'm watching a game. I'm enjoying something. It's my entertainment. And so, and so I think that when you look back on 9-11, when you look back at, at, at the Boston bombings, uh, you know, uh, you got Big Poppy out there. This is our bleeping city. Uh, when, when you see what happens when, when natural disasters strike, like Hurricane Ida, Hurricane Katrina, you see the impact that, that organizations, that, that sports has on communities. And I think it's a special thing. Yeah, and, and it also it showed as soon as we did get back to sports, then just like now, um, you know, a crowd. Uh, well, first of all, in 9-11, having the crowds back is also telling the people that do not like us that we're still going to have public assemblies. Um, this is what we do. You know, we're yeah. Americans. We're free. Um, we saw it last year with the pandemic when nobody were, was in stadiums. And I'm right. watching college football today, and I'm seeing these big – we're seeing a big crowd. It's incredible. Spartan Stadium again today, and it's it's great to see. But, yeah, it's – for us to go back to our, 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 our normal way of living, especially back in 2001, that's telling these people, hey, you can't stop our – now, they did yeah. change our way of life for sure, and that's totally. never – you know, that's never going to – you know, that's – they did. But we, you know, we have to continue to, to just go on as we normally would as – we have now during, uh, you know, with this pandemic. So, but yeah, when, when sports came back and I, I think it was that weekend of 2000 or the, the, that Tuesday was, was it that weekend that we came back to sports? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and George W throwing out the first pitch and, you know, yep. just saying, hey, we, we're, yeah, we're united and, you know, so. Yeah. I, I just, I, I find it to be incredibly compelling. Um, and again, look, and this is, this is, it's funny because this is why I don't get all bent out of shape when people, you know, when people say fair weather fans, you know, when you're a fan of a team, you, you don't have to like what they do and that's okay. And, and if you don't want to follow a team because you think they stink and it's not worth your time, I don't have an issue with that. But in this case, in this case, none of that mattered. None of it. It was we are going to go back to doing what we do. We are going to go back to, to playing these games. We're going to go back to inviting our fans back in these stadiums. We're going to go back to, 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 to giving these people what they deserve, what they need right now. And I find that incredibly compelling. I find that incredibly admirable about sports. And, and obviously you can, you know, I mean, look, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there has has become more politics in sports. There's there's things like that have seeped into the game. But at a time of of turmoil, at a time of crisis, sports can be so powerful in that way. And and it was certainly that way back in in 2001 after the attacks in in New York, in Pennsylvania, and in in at Arlington at the Pentagon. And so uh, I, I I just I. I didn't look, we, we want to have fun on this show. We are going to have fun. We're going to talk about, you know, we got playoff baseball in, in Metro Detroit. I don't know if you knew about that, but we're going to talk about that coming up next. And we're going to preview the Michigan game coming up at seven o'clock. But I think today it's important to recognize the role sports has in our lives. And it's okay. If you think, if you haven't been to a Pistons game in a decade, cause they stink, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And it's going to get better. I promise.
but in in this situation when you when you look back when we when we're starting to you know think about that day 20 years ago today and then you start to think of geez all the uncertainty that 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 we experienced over the next few days and and just nobody had answers. Nobody knew what was happening. Mean, you started to understand what was happening, but nobody knew what was happening. Nobody knew if something else was coming. Nobody, we didn't know what was going on. It was very, it was a very, um, we were in this kind of state of flux and we just didn't have a, a, a direction. And then finally, when sports came back, it was like, here we go. Let's get people in the seats. Let's get people, you know, eating some hot dogs at a ball game and let's go. Yeah. And, and I think that's president saying, go, go out and buy a suit, go out to dinner, you know, yeah. live your lives, you know, which yeah. was good advice. Yeah. It's great advice. So uh, again, uh, I, I think that's, that's cool. And I'll tell you, and, and, and obviously uh, president Bush uh, throwing out the first pitch at Yankee stadium was incredible. Um when you start and and i and i'm thinking of things that happened around that time um i think it was who was it in that in that um in that mets game who were they playing it was like it was like a, a week and a half later oh you know who was it? it was mike piazza mike piazza uh hit a late inning home run jeez oh, i can't remember who they were playing i want to say it was like the Braves, um, but he hit this, and it was just, and the place went bonkers, bonkers. And then, and then the other thing I think of in instances like this, again, it wasn't nine eleven, but it was um, another terrorist attack in Boston at the Boston Marathon. Big Poppy comes out to a packed house at Fenway, and was very uh, explicit in what he said: "This is our bleeping city. This is Boston. This is our city," and the place went bananas and so again this is what sports can do this is what sports can do for an entire nation an entire group of people uh to just say okay everybody exhale and now let us resume something normal and i thought that's that's something else to keep in mind today all right coming up next we've got playoff baseball in Metro Detroit. And we're going to talk about it. It's championship weekend out at Jimmy John's Field up in Utica. So we're going to talk about that next coming up because they've got some very competitive baseball going on. And uh, we got a game coming up at 7 o'clock tonight, first pitch. 7.05, as a matter of fact. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Chris Renwick here on Sports Rep right here on WJR. A more sports rap presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, it's championship weekend out at Jimmy John's Field, United Shore Professional Baseball League. Uh, we got playoffs, uh, it, it's underway. We got another game. Uh, we got well, first pitch coming up here in uh, about a half an hour, almost exactly. Um, our good buddy Andy Appleby uh, joins us this evening. Of course, he's the the head man of all the operations out there. Andy, it's good to see you. You too, Chris. Uh, so, look, I know this is a big weekend for you guys. Obviously, championship weekend, uh, and uh, I think we already had a game in the books. Yes, it was the Beavers over the Woolly Mammoths. 
Uh, that went to extras, 9-5, to five, and then we got a game coming up here in about a half an hour. That's right. The Beavers uh, take on the Diamond Hoppers. The Diamond Hoppers got a bye to this game tonight. Winner of tonight plays the Unicorns tomorrow at 1 o'clock for our USPBL championship. Uh, this is when you start looking into um, a, a lot of what you guys do out there and the talent that you guys have um, this, this weekend that you've kind of built up over the last uh, number of years has become a, an incredibly competitive weekend for a lot of these teams. It really has so much emotion here, Chris, not only are the teams uh, their players all together for that four or five month period. But in many cases, uh, a lot of these players might be throwing their last pitch or they're hitting, you know, having their last at bat. So there's a lot of tears in the locker rooms uh, after these uh, games because they're one and done kind of like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, what, what are, I mean, obviously these guys take it in, incredibly seriously because, uh, you know, there's a championship on the line here, but, but what are some of the things that, that these players look forward to, especially at, at, during championship weekend? Well, the baseball itself is fantastic. Uh, again, very, very upbeat, um, lots of good play, lots of great hitting, pitching, uh, you know, whereas in, in a lot of our games throughout the season, I think people tend to they watch the game, but they also have fun on the playground and get their dipping dots and hot dogs. They'll still do that a little bit now, but it's amazing how many people stay in their seats to watch the games because, again, so much emotion. And it's really fun when uh, the fans are actually on the edge of their seats. All right, so the winner tonight uh, will take on the Unicorns tomorrow, 105 first pitch uh, from Jimmy John's Field. Um, it, it, obviously, you guys have been able to navigate uh, uh, everything uh, recently very well. I mean, the, the way um, that that you and other, you know, big-time sports operations uh, have been able to, you know, uh, to, to follow all these health protocols uh, and making sure that people are safe and still being able to provide a good time, I think is incredibly one. I think it's amazing. Uh, the, all of the logistics that go into it, but I think you guys do a fantastic job at it too. So um, talk to me about what this time has been for, for you guys and, and just making sure that everybody has been safe when they get out there. Yeah. So this season was obviously a much, much better season than last year. We actually yeah. played all the games last year, Chris, but we only were able to have a hundred people up to 500 people on our last, last weekend. And what I missed the most were the kids having fun and it being in the playground. Uh, even last night, despite the fact it was a wonderful game and completely sold out, the, the playground was so full and, you know, 20, 30 kids deep in the wiffle ball field, every inch of the playground uh, uh, taken up. And, and that's what I really, really missed last year. And that's the reason I love this so much. Everybody asks me, how can you possibly uh, come and, and <laughs> how can you do 75 games? And, and I tell them, I, I can't imagine I want to be anywhere else. I mean, it's fun to put on a show for three or 4,000 people every night that love it and really, really appreciate it and have, and have a great time. I mean, who wouldn't want to uh, host a party like that every night? And he says 75, make it 150. Let's do this thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, one other thing, Chris, um, yeah. that it's important to note is that we really try to make it as big time as possible for these players. We've got a great championship celebration on a stage 
uh, similar to what they might do in the MLB or NBA finals. Uh, and uh, we give every player a championship ring with their name on oh it. Oh, my this gosh, look at that. Unicorns ring from the first year. So yeah. uh, it, it, there's, again, a lot. Uh, anytime you're talking about playing for a championship ring and a title, these kids go uh, even harder than usual. Well, and look, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, you've got players that have played uh, in your league that have gone on to play professional baseball. I mean, you've got players in the exactly. league right now. Um, so this is a this is this is a serious operation. I I I, I assure well, you. You know when uh, when Frank and you used to interview me five six years ago, I was really hoping, really just hoping for one or two players to be signed by major league teams, and to be at forty five right now, on our way to fifty perhaps by uh, by uh, the start of next season. I mean, so far beyond my wildest dreams, Chris and. What's great is, is when you bring your kids to a game or grandkids, uh, you can say, hey, you never know about that third baseman or that catcher or Absolutely. that pitcher on the mound. And uh, especially our baseball cards that we do every year, they're, they're really valuable cards. If you can get a, a kid that was uh, on the unicorns like Randy Dobnek, uh, and now he's starting for the Twins tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, look, you want to be you want to be part of that company that says, I saw him when. Uh, and you can do exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, at, at at Jimmy John's field. Uh, if people still want to get tickets, are they even available? I know they go like hotcakes. We sure uh, yes, we've got a couple hundred available for tonight. We'd love to have uh, some folks come out. And uh, we should be sold out by tomorrow at 1 p.m. But I know at last I looked, we had 250 or so. But uh, yes, we'd love to have uh, whoever could come out, come out. They'll be uh, they'll really be ex uh, experiencing a treat when they come out here. And tickets available at USPBL.com. Does that sound about right? That's correct. All right. Uh, well, best of luck to you, and uh, uh, congratulations on everything that you've been able to accomplish this season. I know it's not been easy, uh, but you guys have done a fantastic job. So uh, have a great west rest of championship weekend, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again very soon, Andy. Chris, uh, you've always been a great friend. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. All right, there he is, Andy Appleby out at uh, Jimmy John's Field uh, and uh, championship weekend at USPBL. So uh, make sure you get your tickets, USPBL.com. Uh, All right, more to come here on Sports Wrap. I want to take a look at what we can expect tonight. Expect tonight. Uh, Michigan getting ready to take on Washington from the big house. Uh, we'll also update you on a couple of other scores that are going on. Eastern Michigan getting ready to kick it 7 o'clock tonight. They're in Madison to take on Wisconsin. Uh, we got a lot to do. Oh, oh, we got a big-time loss today, too, a top-five loss. I'm very excited to tell you about that one. All right, more to come on Sports Wrap next. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. By the way, if you want to weigh in on the Spartan game, uh, you want to talk about sports post 9-11, uh, and uh, if you want to talk about Michigan coming up here in the next uh, hour and 15 minutes, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR is the number for you to call. Uh, we are also live on our Facebook page and our YouTube page if you want to uh, weigh in with a comment there. You're more than welcome to. All right. Um, so a, a couple of things. 
uh, I want to start off with uh, a big injury. Uh, Heinous King, who is the Texas A&M quarterback for the number five-ranked Aggies, suffered a lower right leg injury in the first quarter today against Colorado. Aggies are uh, they're they're at Colorado. Uh, they have just taken the lead, just taken the lead, ten to seven with two forty one to go in the game. They have been trailing seven to three for quite some time. So Texas A and M looking to hold on with just just under two forty five to go uh, and just escape by the skin of their teeth. But obviously, when your starting quarterback goes down, uh, things don't quite uh, click as they normally should. Uh, how about uh, did you see? How long uh, Notre Dame let Toledo stick around for? My goodness. Um, I, I don't know uh, what happened there. Um, but I, I would I would submit uh, that Notre Dame shouldn't be letting Toledo hang around. Now, I will say this. Um. Toledo's got some guys. They got some guys. Now, I don't know that they should have dropped 29 on Notre Dame. They lost 32-29. I don't know if that's the case. But they were they were leading Notre Dame for, for a portion of that game. So, a number eight Notre Dame escapes with a win at home. And then, then, you've got the Oregon Ducks traveling across the country. Heading on into Columbus, Ohio. I, I think the spread was, I got to find it because I have it written down because it was pretty remarkable. I think uh, the Buckeyes were favored by 14 and a hook. 14 and a hook. Oregon wins that game 35 to 28. Number 12 takes down a number three. Look, here's the deal with that. Is uh, Oregon was playing out argue without arguably their two best defensive players, Kayvon Thibodeau and Justin Flo, both out. They both didn't play today. Thibodeau was the line is the excuse me the defensive end and Flo was their linebacker. That's a big loss for a team coming in that is getting 14 and a half points. That's incredible. So the Buckeyes lose. It's their first regular season loss in almost three years. There's something about this Buckeyes team that I think is a little off, and I think it's on defense. But at one point, I mean, heck, there was like eight minutes to go. Ohio State was down 14. And C.J. Stroud got them back in the game. They were down by seven, but they just couldn't get back in it. So Ohio State loses today. Now, Michigan... Washington coming up eight o'clock tonight. And here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see who is going to step up on the outside. Who is going to be that receiver or receivers that are going to step in and, and fill this void, at least in production left by Ronnie Bell, Ronnie Bell out for the year, injured his right leg last week in the opener against Western. 
And so I want to see who steps up there. I want to see who steps up. And, I, and, 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 and I'll even take it a step further. Because I don't know that they've got a guy. I don't know if they've got two guys that are going to be able to fill that production. But I think somebody whose role expands a little further is Blake Corum, their you know, second running back, essentially. Now, he's a guy that has just, he's got speed. He's incredibly durable. Uh, and, and I, it's just the, the, something that I see as somebody who could at least fill a void from a playmaking standpoint. Now, I don't know how they're intending to use him going forward. But if none of these, if, if these receivers aren't stepping up in that way, that's an option. But I think it's also going to be interesting how Cade McNamara reacts tonight against the, a pretty good team. It's going to be a raucous home crowd at home. I think, I think it's been confirmed that Michigan's going all blue tonight, which is something I've been calling for, for I don't even know how long. I, I, I've wanted the blue jersey with the blue pants for I can't even tell you how long, Jason. So I'm very excited about this tonight. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that as well. So and you got it's going to be it's it's a maze out tonight. So everybody in the crowd should be in maze. You got the all blues on the field. I think it's going to be a good look. And I, you know, but I, with all what I think tonight is going to be one of those defensive struggle dog fights. Um, Washington has a, a top defense. Of course, they were shocked last week. Michigan. Um, is going to, I think Michigan's going to have a little bit more emphasis now on defense. I think tonight could be uh, one of those backyard brawls, a low scoring game. Well, here's the deal. Um, offensively, Wisconsin, or Wisconsin, Chase Pete's Washington is pretty, they were not good last week. I think they rank 111th as we stand now on offense. They got a, they got a top 20 defense. Again, you're basing this on one game. So what went wrong last week against Montana? Well, we're going to see. We'll see if, if Washington, if, if last week was just a slow roll, getting the wheels going here in 2021, or if they're just no good. But Michigan is, is, is a top 15 offense, and I think they were ranked inside the top 50 on defense. So yeah, you're right. You're, you're, it's possible that this could turn into a, 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 a I got it. I, Here's what, here's what we don't need. And I don't need this for Michigan State either. You don't need a big-time stage and to have like a, a, like a you know, a 17-14 stinker. That's not what anybody wants. We don't need that. Um, defensively, I've got serious questions about Michigan. I've got serious questions about the Wolverines on defense. I think, you know, I, I, I think especially on the outside, I, 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 you know, Vincent Gray, Green, those guys, you know, Gray got exposed a little bit early last week. I thought he bounced back nicely. Jamon Green, I just, he, he had the same form he had last year and it wasn't very good. Spoiler alert. Um, so I think they've got problems on the outside. I'll continue to, to wait until maybe the end of the game tonight to see and maybe pass some judgment. Um, but I think defensively, also up front, they're they're in a lot of trouble. I, I just I I don't think that uh, showing from what they or, or looking from what they shown from that week one game, I just didn't see what I wanted to see. I, I don't think they are able to get enough push. I don't think they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage very often on defense. 
Um, and I don't know that they're going to be able to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback outside of somebody like Aiden Hutchinson on that defensive line. So when you have corners that, that perhaps aren't, you know, you're not Jordan Lewis, right? Um, and so when you don't have corners that are uh, borderline lockdown corners and you don't get a pass rush from your front four, you, you could struggle. Now, new defensive scheme still. Last week was the first game. Uh, you know, the old adage is you make the most uh, 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 progress from week one to week two. I'm ready to see that now. Maybe we just didn't see enough last week. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just kind of held back. I don't know. But I think that there are serious questions along that that defensive front. I think the, the, the linebackers are pretty good. Dax Hill on the back end, I really like. I think he'll, I think he'll be just fine. But again, when you start talking about getting pressure with four guys, it's pretty important. That's when your blitzes, your stunts, all of that can be effective. Um, but I didn't see that last week for Michigan. So I'm interested. The, the, the areas I'm looking forward to most tonight is specifically on the outside in that defensive front. And, and who is going to step up uh, for Ronnie Bell? Who's going to step up and be that guy? Ronnie Bell will continue to be the leader that he is. He will continue to be that leader from the sideline that's already been announced. But on the field, you're going to need somebody who who you can rely on, who's got a little bit of who's got a little bit of speed, can get some separation, and make some make a man miss. So I'm very interested to see who that's going to be because I think they've got players in that wide receivers room. I think they've got guys. Um, some of them are young, some of them are unproven, and so that's what we got to see tonight. And on top of all of this, uh, to see the progression of Cade McNamara, who has a couple of starts under his belt now, obviously with the COVID shortened last season uh, and into this year, he's he's got a couple of starts. But now as the guy, as the leader, as the QB1, I want to see this next progression. I'm going to see this next step tonight, especially against uh, a, a pretty decent defense. So we'll see how it goes. These are my thoughts for the Michigan game. That's what I want you to keep your eyes on. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, We're going to talk some football tomorrow. Obviously, we'll be on after the Lions game. So we'll break that down. I won't. Jason, see, I didn't bring up the Cowboys tonight. Do you see I didn't do that? I appreciate Uh, it. I I won't do it. I won't do it. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, That's going to do it for us tonight. All right, see you tomorrow right here on WJR 6 o'clock. We'll see you then.